exclusive podcast from Impact 89 FM. WDBM East Lansing. Welcome to the Spartan Sports Wrap on Impact Exposure. In the next hour, we'll guide you through Spartan Sports, your favorite Detroit teams, and beyond. Call in with your thoughts at 517-432-3893. And now, let's kick off another hour of Sports Talk. Welcome into the basement. It is another Monday night, and welcome to this uh, pretty miserable Monday. Freezing, snowing, what else can you expect in January here in Michigan, so... We're staying warm down here in the basement. It's a full house, as always. I'm Dan on the hot seat every Monday night, 7 to 8. This is a music station, but we do sports pretty well. Across from me, from day one, uh, with the Detroit hat, as always, Dewan Simmons. Uh, it's a capital J. <laughs> Juan Simmons. What's up, man? What's up, Dan? A fantastic uh, weekend in, in terms of drama going on in Michigan State sports and a lot of news to talk about, uh, former players performing well. Current teams not performing so well in both men's and women's sports. But speaking of women, across from me, the the studio is almost becoming um, split as besides as in terms of gender. You know, the the women are starting to take over. Brigitte's back. It's mm-hmm. been like what three, four months now. Four, I think. She's counting. <laughs> pretty soon, when Juan takes off for this internship across the country in Boise, Idaho. Um, <laughs> Brigitte might just slide over a seat and be the be the main there, Juan. Good That's deal. the plan. See, Good deal. Since you're taking off on me. But you're you're headed for bigger and better things, internship and packaging. Yeah, that's the plan. Some tape and cardboard and you'll be you'll be good to go. <laughs> I'll bro. be there. Give me a little bit of scotch, you know, a little bit of corrugated. Make a couple things happen. Fantastic. Across from me to my left, uh, the rook is back. What's going on, buddy? Not much. How's that dorm food treating you? Uh it's alright. Not bad, a little Chicken fried steak, little little <laughs> strips little of fi- meat little strips of fire. Yeah, you know, remember that one? Yeah, greatest dorm meal. <laughs> Rachel's back to talk some Michigan State women's basketball with us this evening. Um, another letdown in a big game uh, against Rutgers, unranked Rutgers at the Rack, the RAC out there in Jersey. But we'll talk about that a little later. If you want to talk with us, the number is five one seven four three two thirty eight ninety three. Kevin's here. He's got the headband on tonight. Um, we're working hard in case he breaks a sweat, but uh, we appreciate all he does. He's on the phone, so give him a call. Keep him company, 517-432-3893 if you'd like to discuss anything Michigan State. Hey, why not the whole world of sports tonight? Because coming up later in the hour, we'll talk a little bit of horse racing and how despicable the media is in giving so much recognition to a horse <laughs> <laughs> and how it just gets underneath my skin that we're all so worried about a horse. Um, Michigan State women's basketball coming up later in the hour. Like I talked about, lost on the road to Rutgers. Um, it was a tough week, if you want to count Sunday in. And as this past, we'll say the past seven days have not been so bright in the land of Joanne P. McCauley over there. Um, we've got a big game tomorrow night. Michigan State men's basketball is playing Illinois again. Uh, so soon we haven't even faced Wisconsin or Michigan yet. And all here we are playing the, a team a second time already. That's just the terrible scheduling of the Big Ten. Um, 517-432-3893 is the number before we jump in. Uh, tonight's our last Maurice Ager signed rookie card we have to give away. So if you would like that, we're giving it away to the first caller tonight. You know, we, we struggle with getting callers sometimes. This show competes with the Tom Izzo radio show, also on Monday nights at 7. But tonight they're not having that show because they're in the air flying to Illinois, Champaign. So they can't do the show tonight. So hopefully we drew some of their listeners, Juan. Hopefully, we, hopefully we stole some of their market. A little bit of mongering. And uh, that we can get that. But Maurice Egger rookie card giveaway to, to our first caller tonight, regardless of what you'd like to talk about. If you just want to win the card, just go ahead and call us. 517-432-3893. Uh, Spartan Magazine will join us next week on the show. Um, Paul Conendike, he breaking down the recruits, Michigan State, uh, signing day next Wednesday, football. So we'll see how Coach D'Antonio did in the limited amount of time and resources he had to throw together or build a, a team, a recruiting class in just a short period of time. Um, Drew Stanton named the MVP of the Senior Bowl yesterday. Uh, no, Saturday, pardon Saturday. me. So sa- Saturday, Drew Stanton stepping his game up, threw a touchdown pass in that game, uh, kind of overshadowed by Troy Smith because of the Heisman. But yeah, Troy Smith, they lost the big game. But people are saying Drew Stanton's moving up. 
in the quarterback rankings of the draft, saying he's possibly the number three quarterback taken, taken in the draft. But if you really think about it, you know, I couldn't I can't argue with that. Drew Drew Stanton could go top five quarterbacks, but after you spread out position wise, that could be second, second round, round second or third round. So I could definitely agree with that. He's got great arm strength, great character, good vision. Uh why are you nodding your head no when I said <laughs> arm strength? <one? laughs> That's a little questionable. Hey, I'll say his arm strength is above average. He's accurate. He's, he's accurate. He's accurate, okay. And and Michael Vick's slow. Okay. <laughs> no, no, I'm kidding. I like I do like Brian Hoyer a lot, and I think the football team's got a good, solid guy coming in at quarterback. Saw him at the at the basketball game actually last week again when we had Minnesota at home. So I'm hoping that Hoyer can do some of the same things that Stanton is oh, being yeah. successful after he's left uh, Spartan Stadium. But big ups to Drew Stanton. He was the MVP of the North. They handled that game, I believe, twenty-seven to zero. John Gruden of the Buccaneers uh, was coaching that along with his staff. So that's tremendous. Congratulations to Drew because he needed that. Yeah, he needed that one. <laughs> he really needed that because yeah. uh, didn't really end the season on a bright spot. He right. was kind of just chilling on the sideline watching B. Hoyer. Second half but, of the season really went hard on him. Yeah, so. it went hard on him. But uh, harder on the men's basketball team was this loss at Ohio State. Man, why did they, why did they have to suck us back into it, Juan? Watching the game down 20 at half, I'm kind of thinking, oh, man, this could be upset. Ugly. This could be bad. And then we come out, Drew Neitzel displays his heroics. And we'll talk about what I think what Drew Neitzel did and what it does for his postseason accolades. Um, most likely a first-team All-Big Tenner, Juan. That's a possibility. He'll get some votes for All-Big Ten player, the first-team All-Big Ten, along with Big Ten player of the year. Yes, I said it. Lando Tucker's been playing great, but Drew Neitzel... I don't think there's a player more valuable to his team, Juan, than is Drew Neitzel. Mr. I'm on the Raymar Morgan bandwagon. Raymar Morgan's the best player on this. Yachty, yachty, I believe, I believe by the end of the season he will be. After Neitzel's second half performance, Juan, 24 points on 8 of 13 shooting. All this in 20 minutes. Almost single, single-handedly shot out the Buckeyes. He really did. He really did. So, Juan, in recent memory... This is up for this is up for everybody. Hey, why we gotta throw pens around here? Take it easy. Uh, in, in recent memory, we think of Nigel's second half performance. In turn, we can even throw the whole game in there. He's ended with twenty nine. Okay, this is a Big Ten game at Ohio State. Twenty nine. Okay, and this is a guy that's supposed to be a guy who can't create his own shot. Who has Ooh. who has a, who has trouble is being bothered by a box and one defense. Uh, uh, regardless of whatever defender or defense you threw at him in that second half. He was lights out. Yeah, he came off those pick and rolls. But in, in recent memory, have you seen in the last, let's say, five, since 2098, not, you know, the Morris Peterson, Charlie Bell years, have, have you ever seen a half put together by a player that was that, was that remarkable and heroic? Yes, Ra- go, Rachel, you have No, I, I would say no. This has been, this game was probably the most uh, electrifying, if you want to say, game I've ever seen. It was the most exciting, most fun game. Um even, you know, though though the first half was horrible, you know, they made you depressed, but they got you right back in. And Drew just showed really what kind of game he has. You know, you, like you said earlier, he went, what he, he went, what was his percentage? Uh, one for seven. One for seven. One for seven. You know, he was hitting most of his, most of his free throws right up until the ones that count. But I, hmm. I, I called, when I called <laughs> you, you know, I told you your twin was on point. You know, I know everybody can't see see Dan, but Dan and Drew look just alike, you know. Hey. Hey. They're twins. They're twins. But his twin was on point and, you know, had had they not been down in that deficit in that hole, you know, a lot of could a lot could have been done and we could have been, you know, smiling tonight, maybe not frowning. Hey. And we'll talk about the last play call that, that Izzo drew up. And as, and as much whatever things are said about Izzo on the show, inc- that was an incredible play call. Mm-hmm. Okay, we'll talk about that a little later. Um, but first of all, um, Juan, you haven't you haven't commented on my question yet. What's the question, Dan? In, in recent memory, is, is Knightsville's second half the best you've seen out of a Michigan State player? Uh, no, it's not. Get, get, give gonna, me one who. You're going to go gonna, with Mo, Mo you Ager? You're going to give me that Mo Ager Gonzaga? I'm going to give you Mo Ager Gonzaga out in Maui. Because he, he did force that overtime he at forced the buzzer it again over, and over again. two defenders. Exactly. That was the best second half performance, I think. You take the overtimes, the two overtimes. and I think he did have over 20 in that second half. Yeah, he had over 20, and he had about seven or eight in overtime. And, so. and I think he, he was playing like the last eight minutes of whatever you want to call it, overtime plus regulation with the four fouls. Right. So And it was it was a 
more important game. It was playing against Gonzaga, who at that time, you know, they were two heavyweights and yeah. top ten teams. So well, it was early more in the season, though. But at the same point, uh, when Mo did all that, he also had a lot of extra help. Like, Drew's taking the team all on his own. And, I mean, you got to give him props for that because he practically carried the team and brought them. Like, practically, within. he did. Yeah, he I mean, exactly. He did, not practically. But What do you got to say to that one? <laughs> yeah, Maurice got some girls getting up on you. Yeah, the two-on-one over here. <laughs> yeah, they're really... They're really <laughs> <laughs> the movement. Yeah, it is. The movement is back in the <laughs> studio. But, but no, I still. T- I don't know. I'm not taking anything away from Drew's performance. I mean, he played a great game. He definitely, you know, shot the, shot shot them back into the game and made and made a competition out of it. But at the same time, Ohio State did hit a rut. You know that that allowed them to come back. And the other guys were playing defense. You know, I think that I think Ohio State's youth really showed. If you watch the game, exactly. and, and kind of analyze it. Mm-hmm. There's there's a lot of possessions. Ohio State was going one pass and jacking up a shot. Right. They they, they went away from what was working in the first half that was feeding the ball down low to Greg Oden and albeit Greg Oden had a great game the the kid he's not going to ever make that many hook shots consecutively I don't think I mean I give it to our big men they did not play that bad Greg Oden, they held Oden under 20 points so this is all you know they're saying Oden for player of the year national player of the year he's in the same breath as Kevin Durant and Alondo Tucker because he he is playing well he's averaging double double in the Big Ten as a freshman that's just incredible, but you know, then we think of guys that have been here, Irving Johnson. Right. He he's played well. And you think of guys that have had great has. I think back to I'm trying to draw the year, my Spartan memory, Morris Peterson against North Carolina back in like ninety eight. Um, let's see. Steve Smith had some great halves. <laughs> Respert Respert could fill it up. Michigan State's all time leading scorer. Yeah, Sean can fill it up. Has Steve some. Smith number two leading yeah. Scott Skiles did his damage as well. Skyle scored like 45 points in a game before. Right? Right. In- incredible. But uh, here's, here's one for you, Juan. Neitzel, in, in the four road games, four Big Ten road games, this is a stat that, that even furthers his resume for Big Ten Player of the Year and for first-team All-Big Ten and some national recognition. <laughs> All right, I'm being a homer right now. I'm riding, Drew, I'm riding the Drew Neitzel bandwagon, okay. whatever. Drew Neitzel's averaging just a hair below 22 points in the four road games. That's on the road. He's a gamer, Juan. He goes on the road and dominates. He he's fourth in the Big Ten in scoring, but if you just look at conference games, he's the second leading scorer in the in the conference. Good deal. And Alondo Tucker is not one. It's Adam Haluska. Good deal. The, the, the Ashton Kutcher of Iowa. <laughs> <laughs> but but I was very impressed with with Neitzel's late heroics. If he would have had some consistency from our bigs rather than just on the defensive end, I think our bigs played solid on the defensive end. Offensively, just not there. Besides Raymar, your boy Raymar did show up. He did. Raymar played extremely well, and he played extended minutes, which kind of scares me. Exactly. He played about thirty-five on that bum leg. Exactly. He's he, still, he, he's still he not healthy yet. What he at? Fourteen, twelve, something around yeah. there. Yeah. Um, the numbers five one seven four three two thirty eight ninety three. If you want to chat, we're giving away a Simon's Ager rookie card to the first caller. That's a hot commodity out there. You know, you better get it before he blows up in the NBA. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I guarantee it. But with this effort as a team. Collectively, look at that big vocabulary coming. There you out. go. Uh, can we compete? Can we compete with any team in the nation? We yeah. just we just took the number now four team in the nation down to the wire, and almost they they left the court like they lost. Yeah. Because in, in essence, if you believe in moral victories, which I'm not a yeah, I'm I don't I don't on, believe in those. I'm not but... big on that, but you know when you're walking off the court and you're not very happy about a win. That's that says something about the team that lost. Well, and who's ever happy about being down, tw- being up twenty, and then losing? I mean, winning by two. That's not saying that you're, you know, the number two team in the nation, the number three team in the nation. So, you know, of course they put some bruising on their on their egos, and you know, you got to give Michigan State a little bit for that. Even though I don't believe in moral victories either. Good deal. You shouldn't believe in moral victories. Hey, I'll go. I'll go ahead and say that Michigan State can compete with any team in the nation, but competing and winning, beating a team mm-hmm. in the in the nation is is a very different a very different story. But it, something Jay Billis said, I I got to get to. I can't I can't let that one out of the bag yet. Jay Billis said something. I believe it was today in an article on ESPN.com. Uh, something amazing that uh, just really gives gives props. Props <clears throat> is one of our favorite words here in the basement. Accolades to Michigan State basketball and Tom Izzo. 
but obviously not many. Did, do any of us here believe in moral victories? You think last, uh, Saturday night's game, was that like a moral victory for us? Nope. Or we, we're going to collective no on that? I mean, I'm a, I, th- I think they're going to take it as a moral victory. You know, I mean, me personally, I don't believe in moral victories. A win is a win. A loss is a loss. But I, I think, you know, Tom Izzo will have something to refer back to and, and build off of. When, when he tells his team, like, we need, you know, let's sprint those last – whatever out let's shoot the last couple shots this that and the third it it would be motivation for those guys to not want to come up short you know at the at the end of a game like that again so I think what he could do with that with that loss is draw off that experience you know that pain that they felt by losing that game that close you know and tell them you never want to get to that point again so it helps them it motivates them especially with the with the rest of the season they have left with the schedule that they remain you know to make sure they get into the tourney so uh, it, it could do a lot for him. Well, it looks like we just gave away that Maurice Aker rookie card to a shot to a to a shot caller who didn't really want to come on the air. But <laughs> hey, we appreciate the calls and we hope you enjoy your signed Maurice Aker rookie card out there in Radio Land. But uh, around the horn to Rachel. Well, you know, I think a loss is a loss, a loss is a loss, and a loss is a loss. However, I believe that you know, I believe that this this will look good to the tournament committee. You know, the NCAA tournament committee. And if it doesn't, you know, we might as well just you know what. It, do what the football team does. Let a computer do it, you know, and go to a BCS, whatever called bowl, because it did show that they can compete and they will do something well. And, you know, it just shows good. It just shows that the team is good and they can compete. So hopefully they'll take notice. The committee will take notice. I'm, I'm sure they will take notice, but this is a big stretch coming up for us. They're a, such a quick turnaround. Uh, we're going to preview the Illinois game tomorrow night at 9 o'clock. But we'll get. Oh wow, <laughs> Mr. Hollywood. Tell mi- her mi- to call you yeah, later. Yeah, Mr. Hollywood. Juan Simmons over here got the radio, the the radio show going on, and you're taking phone calls in the studio. <laughs> wow, you could you could take that internship as soon as you want, bro. <laughs> wow, I can't believe it. Tell Mama you'll call her later, Juan. It's all right. Back to back to more important things. It's like the cell phone that rings in class and keeps ringing and keeps ringing and oh, unbelievable, Juan. I'm, I'm disappointed in you. <laughs> that's that's not an above average move right there, but back to back to what the more important things. Neitzel, I talked about it j- briefly. Um, I, I in an article I wrote, it's located at www.sportshort.blogspot.com. Yeah, that's mumbo jumbo. But if you read that article, I, I talked about. I wrote it yesterday. Um, Neitzel solidified his spot on the first team All Big Ten for sure. Um, there's no other combo guard. If you want to classify his position, I'll still say Neitzel's a point guard because, what, 30% of the time he's going to be bringing the ball up the floor. Um, his first two years on the team, he was a point guard. Um, by position, I'll, I'll say he's a point guard. He's a great scoring guard. Reminds me somewhat of Gilbert Arenas as Blossom in the NBA. Great scoring point guard, but I'm not, not don't give me those wide eyes, Juan. I'm not saying <laughs> Drew Neitzel is Gilbert Arenas, but in the... And it's just a comparison. I, I know. Mind. I know the style. The style. The, the the role that he that he Absolutely. takes on. But yeah, I have to agree with you as, as him as a point guard because the offense still runs through him even though he doesn't. If he doesn't bring the ball up, he's the first pass once they get oh, across yeah. half court. So. But do you agree with me as Knightsel has solidified his spot regardless of position on the first team All Big Ten squad? Um. With what ten games to go in the in the schedule? Let me count them. Um. I don't know if he's going to be on there. Uh. He he makes a strong case. He has a strong argument. If if I was him, if I was voting, you know, he would have a spot on, on the first team because I would just take the best five players, you know. Absolutely. For like nine, nine games left on the Big Ten schedule, and we're looking at five at home. So more than half the ga- remaining games at home, although we have a tough stretch in which we play Wisconsin, um, Indiana's a tough squad, and then Wis- and our last Big Ten game at Wisconsin on March 3rd. Definitely a tough end to the schedule. Michigan is has an up year. Even though I believe we are slightly ahead of Michigan in the in the Big Ten right now, we're number four, I believe. Yep. Yeah, and they're five. number five. That's a, that's about right. Indiana's playing playing well. Big showdown in the Big Ten, I believe, Wednesday night. Um, it's Wisconsin mm-hmm. at Indiana. Mm-hmm. That is good. That is definitely a, a must see. Um, I'm going to be watching it because this could be a game where Wisconsin seven and zero in the Big Ten, the team I predicted to win the conference, and the player Orlando Tucker I predicted to, to be POI Player of the Year. Just playing extremely well. Right after Neitzel has a, a career night, you know, 29 points in 24 and a half, uh, Tucker comes back the next day and, and nearly drops half of Wisconsin's points. Right. He had 27 of 57. 
in a in a win over Iowa. It was just a slim win. I believe they only won by about eight or ten. Yeah. But they still got the W there on a what sixteen game winning streak. Mm-hmm. You got it, longest in the nation. Longest in the nation. They're just playing incredible. Uh, we play Wisconsin on the twentieth of February. That is uh that'll be on ESPN at seven p.m. And uh, just a quick note, I found out today, uh, the twenty fourth of February, College Game Day will be in East Lansing. That's a nine p.m. game. So for all you Izzo-ites out there in the Izzo, you can be all crazy all day long because, right. <laughs> because the game day crew will be here. They'll be broadcasting college game day throughout the day over at the Breslin Center, I'm sure. Tip-off is at 9 p.m. But back to back to the Ohio State game. I got a little clip. I got to got to sit down with Coach Izzo today and talk, talk with him about the Ohio State game, as did the whole media, because today is Monday and it's media day over there at the... Not the official media day, but Coach Izzo had some thoughts reflecting on this past Ohio State game. The game, um, I thought it went a lot like I felt that night. Uh, we uh, we played better than I thought the first half, as dumb as that sounds. We just didn't, uh, you know, make those layups and we missed some open shots. But there weren't a lot of effort-related um, plays that weren't made, and so. All in all, I think we, we, we made some step forward, but uh, I don't think it was a moral win. I don't think. Definitely agree with you on that one, Coach. I don't really think that was a moral win, and we came with the collective agreement in the basement tonight here on the Sports Rep that you know, a win is a win and a loss is a loss mm-hmm. is a loss exponentially times eight because Rachel declared that to us officially yeah. that a hey, loss we, is a loss. Hey, we appreciate that, Juan, <laughs> but Juan, I got a surprise for you. What you got for me, Danny boy? You see what Rachel made me? Oh, wow. Isn't be, that nice? That looks like an extra large Rice Krispie treat. Yeah. That's a, isn't that that's what you get when you're... Good when you're, deal. When you're you're nice, nice to me. When you're Good nice deal. Girl. And Juan is just over here badgering Rachel because she says <laughs> lost eight times in a sentence. <laughs> I'm just kidding. She's never going to make me any co- baked goods again. I better yeah, I watch. guess that would be a loss, huh? I, be, I better watch. <laughs> wow, you're full, you can fool Joseph. That's a good one. Hey, hey, I'll give that one to you, Juan. Yeah, that erases your, mi- your miscue when, you answer the, when you're about to answer your phone. But hey... When we get back, thank you, Rachel, for, for front-selling that commercial. After this commercial break, we're going to talk about Drew Neitzel as the Big Ten MVP, his possibilities, and imagine if we had Shannon Brown. Where would this team be? Uh, we'll talk about what Jay Billis had to say about the Spartans, and we'll preview the Illinois showdown tomorrow night in Champaign, and that is going to be a 9 p.m. tip on ESPN. Stay with us. You're in the basement with Dan and Dewan on the Spartan Sports Rep. You're listening to Exposure on 88.9 The Impact. Smoking Helpline. Yes, I need to start smoking right away. Excuse me? I need to start smoking. Well, actually, it's the Stop Smoking Helpline. The people in the apartment next to mine smoke three packs a day, and it drives me crazy. So I'm thinking four packs will do it. I think you want MySmokeFreeApartment.org. It gives you the information you need to work toward a smoke-free apartment building. A smoke-free building. Without all that smoking uh, yeah that's right make your apartment smoke free without making a stink mysmokefreeapartment.org when you get up in the morning and turn on the radio you don't want to hear those other guys talking on your way to work do you you don't want to hear talking you want to hear music so here at the impact we are making you a promise we're calling it the more music mornings 89 second play We, the Impact, pledge that every weekday morning from 8 to 10 a.m., we will shut up and play music. We pledge that we won't talk for more than 89 seconds at a time, meaning more music all morning long. We pledge that every caller who requests a song between 8 and 10 a.m., Monday through Friday, will be entered to win a great Impact prize. And we pledge that in return for your listening to us, we will listen to you and play more music that you want to hear. So tune into the Impact for more music mornings. Let us know what to play, and maybe you could win some cool stuff. Only here on 88.9 The Impact. You're listening to Exposure on 88.9 The Impact. Phone lines are open at 432-3893. And now, back to Exposure. Like I promised, we're back in the basement here. Monday night, 7 to 8 p.m. I'm Dan. I'm the host. You can check us out on the web at www.impact89fm.com. Thanks to all the production guys who've been updating the website. Um, we're almost into the month of December with previous shows. 
Um, that takes some time. You got to rip the whoa. <laughs> hey, when, and then we're talking about phones going off, and now Rachel's. You know, can you turn that off for us? Didn't you learn from Juan's mishap <laughs> about ten minutes ago? But if you want to check that out, uh, we've got about the show through. I think uh, the last show oh, in right. November almost. Um, put up on the website so you can listen to Dan, Dewan, Brigitte, The Rook. And now Rachel's back. All of a sudden she thinks she's got her job back. She's working her way back with those with the treats she brought me tonight. So, you know what? Rachel, welcome back. You know, Good that's deal. what some Rice Krispie treats Happy will do. Happy to have her. That's what some Rice Krispie treats will do for you. Rook, take some notes. Maybe you get to talk more. If you bring... <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding, man. He works hard. But back, back to back to Drew Neitzel. Uh, do you think do you think Drew Neitzel should deserve any looks for All American? Um, not first. Does, team does he deserve to be met to be mentioned in the? If he's an honorable mention, yeah, great. I, I don't see why not. He should, he, should, he should get brought up. He should at least get some sort of contention. But when you actually shake it down and crunch all the numbers, I don't see him being an All American. Yeah, crunch all the numbers. Let's see one. He's averaging eighteen point seven points a game. Uh, two and a half rebounds. He's fifth in the Big Ten in assists with 4.5. Playing the off-guard position, he's not even distributing as much as Travis Walton is, who is number three in the Big Ten in assists. And he's playing the second most minutes in the conference. He has played the most minutes, but his average is the second most. That's why I nominate Drew Neitzel for an All-American candidate. Good and I deal. think And I think Jay Billis agreed with me on that. Here's what Jay Billis had to say in an article on ESPN.com. Quote, now that Michigan State is healthy, I'm not so sure about that, but now that Michigan State is healthy, Tom Izzo's team can mature into a Final Four contender by March. We're talking March of 07, Juan. <laughs> this is Jay Billis, former Duke boy, the great ESPN commercial, Duke boy. But Jay Billis saying that Michigan State can mature into a Final Four contender by March? I'm not so sure if I agree with that. Now, I don't think Tom Izzo would be, well, Tom Izzo would be blatant honest with us because that's how Coach Izzo is, that it, it would take a lot. But I'm still seeing some bright spots because we're not completely healthy yet, and we just nearly ran the number four team in the country out of the gym in the second half down in. I th- we, we nearly, obviously, if we are down 20 and cut it to a two-point game, we nearly flipped the scoreboard on them in the right. second half, held them to something like 23 points in the, in the second half. So obviously defensively, I think we're right up there with one of the oh, yes. one of Without the best a doubt. with Without one of the be- with one of the best teams in the country. We're holding teams. Uh, we're leading the Big Ten in field goal defense. Teams are shooting a, a mid mismal thirty seven percent against us. Um, Three pointers are not bombing as well as they were last year. Last year teams pretty much went off on us. It seems like players wanted to have their career nights. Remember last time right. we were down in in Champagne. D Brown comes out of nowhere and scores thirty four. And, oh, just incredible. He has like 7 of 12 from threes that game. But we're leading the, re- the we're third in the nation, I think, in the rebounding margin with uh, something like 9.2. That's a key stat. That, the, definitely a key stat, keeping other teams off the glass. But the thing that hurt us the most with Ohio State is they made so many shots in that first half, there's not opportunities for rebounds. A cushion, yep. But... That's my. That's I'm just arguing for Drew Neitzel, man. Can the kid get some recognition? We talk about. Yeah, he's definitely coaches. underrated. You know, he he is it's, an underrated player. I never thought that, that would come out of your mouth, Juan. No, I like <laughs> Drew Neitzel. He's underrated. Ab- absolutely, and I think the biggest thing, and Coach Izzo touched on it today at his press conference, that people don't give Drew Neitzel enough credit on the defensive end. Uh, we we can easily look at a defender like Goran Sutan. You know, he's he's got some pretty nice offensive moves, but bring Goran out on the perimeter. It's it's buckets all day, all day. Sweep sweep and go, and and you're breaking Sutan down and taking him to the hole. Um, you look at Neitzel and you look at Walton. I don't think you can find a one-two punch of def- perimeter defenders in the league. I'm going out on the limb. I like McBride down at Illinois. He's a strong guard. Uh, he's got some size to him. But for for Drew Neitzel's size, tremendous job on the defensive end. We're not seeing him get blue past as he has in years past, but. Definitely that's what makes him an all-around player and a candidate for Big Ten Player of the Year. Yeah, he's underrated. And another thing people don't attribute to him is he's in terrific shape. You know, he runs around the whole game. He'll, he'll run off three, four screens and catch and shoot. And anybody who ever ran off three or four screens back and forth, up and down, and to try to catch and shoot with any type of accuracy is very difficult. So he is definitely underrated. I I would give him Big Ten, you know, nomination without a doubt. First oh, yeah. team or second team, he sh- he should, in my opinion, be on first. But if not, definitely second team. Um, if he sneaks on an All American list, it'd probably be third team. Absolutely, Brigitte. 
I was just going to say um, he definitely deserves to be considered because he's putting up great numbers. And I mean, even if you just remember watching the game when he made that uh, three-point shot and then got the f- uh, foul on top of it, just like plays like that that actually like, keep them in the game. And I mean, he's like carrying the team on his back pretty much. So I mean, I don't see how you could get around not mentioning him at all. Oh, absolutely. The the thing it kind of reminds me of you know we talked Gilbert Arenas. You know, Drew, Drew Neitzel hasn't made it to the NBA yet. He will trust me, but. He reminds me of Rip Hamilton, the way you talk about staying in shape. Mm-hmm. Drew, Drew Neitzel's down at the other end of the floor. He's not hes not running the show, per se, as Travis Walton is. He's running around screens, running the baseline, like just just as Rip Hamilton does with the Pistons. But then he has to go down and, and bust his rear end on the defensive end. So that's going to wear you out. When you play all 40 minutes, you could see it taking its toll on Drew. And that's, Coach Izzo explained, that's why, and, and I kind of caught on as the game unfolded, why Coach went for the three-pointer at the buzzer, because... With foul trouble and fatigue, mm-hmm. you want to and on the road. If you've got an open three pointer, it's just as good as a layup. We've seen what layups at the buzzer have done with Gonzaga. Right, you always play for the win. You don't you don't play to go to overtime and keep playing, especially when you're on the road and you know you're riding momentum. You just came back from twenty down, so there's no reason not to shoot the three. Mojo had a good look, and you know unfortunately he couldn't make it. The rook. Is is Drew Neitzel getting your first team All Big Ten votes, and is he getting some recognition for Big Ten Player of the Year? Even though we've got nine Big Ten games left, definitely he's definitely first Big Ten team. Uh, I don't think national recognition, like third maybe or honorable mention, is good enough for him. Uh, I think what you talked about with the stamina and Rip Hamilton was really good. How he reminds <laughs> you of Detroit. Absolutely, Drew Neitzel. <laughs> Drew Neitzel. How did Drew Neitzel? Does he remind you of Detroit one? Detroit native, I'm thinking why I'm thinking Wyoming, Michigan, uh, <laughs> no. Southfield. Hey, hey, take it easy. Why, why do we got to bring the race card into this one, man? <laughs> Drew, Drew Neitzel is playing amazing, okay, and don't take it away from him. The kid deserves recognition, and it's a you know people are starting to catch on. But I write these articles on my blog site, and and people you know a few handful of three people probably read them, <laughs> and, and you know back before the season even ever started, I said you got to give this kid recognition. He's gonna be the guy. He's the best player on the floor. He proved it against Texas, and then it's been yeah. he's been exponentially mm-hmm. better ever since. And the way he performs on the road, you can't have a knock on this kid and can't say he doesn't show up in big games because he makes bad games good games. What he what he did against Ohio State, he salvaged that game. We would have walked out of there with a forty point loss, hung around our necks if Drew Neitzel didn't start didn't start going. He said, "Forget it. Here I go." But then you think. Then you think, why doesn't he get it going earlier? Well, for one, the other team doesn't give him the opportunity to get it going earlier. If you saw how he was getting those shots, it was off of a high pick and screen, high pick and roll rather, and they would draw the center out. And as soon as he would see the center fade or whatever big man take a step back, you know, he would just pull up and shoot over to the top. So a lot of teams don't play that type of cushion defense until they do have a lead. They play more aggressive in your face. So it makes it harder for him to get his shot off. But. A problem for Michigan State still continues to be his scoring. You know, Ohio State normally scores 75, 80 points a game. You know, Michigan State normally scores in, in the high 50s, low 60s. You read, if you read my article, Juan, you would know these things, man. Come on. Point production from our role players is a key to success exactly. for the remainder of this year. Drew Neitzel, Raymar Morgan. Raymar Morgan barely averaging double digits in conference play. 10.0 points a game in conference play. And... What? Who's next? I think Marquise Gray with about nine point six. But I, I, I sl- I'm slightly remembering the days of our freshman year, Juan, when we had six players consistently average for a span of about a month or so, ten points, ten points or mm-hmm. more a game. Chris Hill, Allen Anderson, KT, Shannon, Mo, Paul. You know those guys averaging double digits. You didn't have to worry about who's on. You could have Chris Hill could have a terrible shooting night. We're still gonna win by twenty. But not. That's not the case with this team. Back. Jay Billis thinks we could be a Final Four contender by March. I'm not so sure of that, but boy, is the future bright. And I'm telling you, Drew Neitzel, the kid is going to be in the league one day. He may not be a a, a lottery pick, but with the skill set Drew Neitzel has, the ability to go with both hands, and the character he's showing. Um, he was at, he was at the podium today at, over at the Breslin Center just speaking about, you know what, I'm just going to remember those shots I missed. When I could have put this team on my back and won the game, I missed those shots. So you know Drew Neitzel wasn't sleeping that night. As was Maurice Joseph, right? So hope you know. Hopefully they can put it behind him though, because boy, do we have Illinois tomorrow night. That's a 9 p.m. tip. That's going to be on ESPN, a big national showcase. Big, what's it? Big Tuesday. 
No big. <laughs> well, I don't. ESPN is all over the place, so it's like big Monday through Friday now. Yeah, it's just big but, everything. Uh, hey, just a quick note uh, for you, for for the sports fans out there: Muntzberger and Lavin on play by play in color, and Aaron Andrews on the sideline. <laughs> you know. Pretty soon, Brigitte Sheroyan will be on the sideline, though. That's, that's what that's, that's what Brigitte's aiming for. That's a dream. But yeah, big ups. We'll get off the we'll get off Drew Nides a little bit. We gave him the credit he deserves. Hopefully, he hopefully he can get fresh and play what easy over there, dropping stuff, throw, throw, <laughs> throwing pens. Are you kidding me? The number is five one seven four three two thirty eight ninety three. This is Spartan Sports Rep. Yeah, I know this is MSU Student Radio. We do a lot of music, but we do sports as well. Uh, Kevin's back there doing some homework, I believe, but why don't you wake him up and keep him company? Give us a shout. 517-432-3893. We're going to talk some women's basketball. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to preview the Illinois game. we get right into women's basketball. they got a game this week against Penn State. Yes, again, the crazy Big Ten schedule. And then we're going to talk a little horse racing to top it off. What more do you want to talk about than horse racing? Stay with us. You're listening to Exposure on 88.9 The Impact. For some high school students, school can be a dangerous place. All the gamers look at you as a gang member, too. For some, just being in school can be a struggle. I wouldn't go to school. I didn't care about what my mom said. My mom would tell me, like, what are you doing for yourself? You're not doing nothing. But despite all the obstacles, inside every high school student is a graduate. People look down on you if you don't have a diploma. I want to graduate because they say I won't. Go to BoostUp.org and find out how you can help a friend, a son, a daughter finish high school. BoostUp.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Army and the Ad Council. For more variety than you'll hear on any other station, listen to the Impact Primetime, Primetime, where you can find a different specialty show every night of the week. Tuesday nights from 8 until midnight, the Impact's progressive torch and twang brings you the best in alternative country and grassroots music. Only on Impact Primetime. You're listening to Exposure on 88.9, The Impact. Phone lines are open at 432-3893. And now, back to Exposure. Welcome back to Exposure. More importantly, this is the Spartan Sports Wrap. We're on every Monday night, 7 to 8 p.m. If you miss us and want to check out some past shows, it's www.impact89fm.com. Um, just go to the podcast section and you can see shows updated almost through to December, so we're catching up, and I appreciate the guys who are working so hard on that to get those shows into the end. I don't even know how to do that, so I appreciate their help in helping to get this show out there to the public. Um, I know we compete with Tom Izzo's radio show, but hey, he's on the road tonight, as are the Spartans, because they're taking on the Fighting Illini tomorrow night at 9 p.m., but we just played them a few weeks ago, if you can remember, 11 points down. It was a Sunday afternoon, and boy, it was an exciting one. Uh, quick note, if you didn't notice... At the game down in Columbus, uh, Shannon Brown of the Cleveland Cavaliers was there. Um, Coach Izzo had some time today to express what you know life could have been like, or you know the whole Shannon Brown situation. And uh, here's what Coach Izzo had to say about that. I was going to come down with him, but they, they had the one o'clock games, and Shannon's on the injured. Um, if it wasn't a one o'clock game, he would have come. But you know, I said in a, in a small way, and it'll sound crazy, but. All the guys that call and 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 and, uh, and just having Gregory stop in that day and Irvin call while we were in practice and we're all huddling around in the <laughs> training room. Like, you know, I said I I, I told uh, Mark Montgomery. I said I wish I would have filmed it because it's amazing that 30 years later, almost. I mean, kids came out of there. We said we're all packed around a little phone, a speaker phone, and and. And when practice restarted, it was like, you know, he still has this incredible impact on guys. And uh, and I think that's because we talk about those guys a lot, too, you know, even the ones that don't know different people. Um, you know, I talk a lot about playing for the guys that have played before you. And How important that is that in, a, in terms of a, a program, Juan, playing for the past? And in so many occasions, you look at Michigan, you look at certain schools that have shady pasts, and the banners have been torn down, current teams have been penalized. But how big is it, if you're a player on that team, how big is it to, to have Magic Johnson call during, while you're in practice? That, that's just got to be a huge motivator for you. And then see, see a former teammate, Shannon Brown, in the stands cheering you on. And after the game, Shannon said, you know, coach didn't call me and asked me to come. This is something we do. It, means, it has to mean a lot to you. I know if I was on the team, 
when I when I played on teams and, and the older kids, you know, who were affiliated with us came down and spoke with us, it really meant a lot. It makes you feel like, you know, it's more important and you're dealing with somebody who already walked the road that you're trying to walk down. So it gives you a reference point and when you hit those rock, rock hard, tough moments, you know, you have somebody to depend on and, and help you push forward. A quick injury update for you. Isaiah Dalman will be x-rayed today, so it obviously already happened. The team travels to Illinois tonight, take on the Fighting Illini tomorrow. He will be not playing tomorrow. Questionable for Saturday. Still some swelling in that foot, but hope, hopefully Isaiah Dalman will be back. Give us a little more depth on the perimeter and a kid who can, can fill it up a little bit. Uh, he's shooting pretty well from the three on occasion when he takes the three. But Illinois coming up tomorrow, Juan. Give me some keys to the game for Michigan State. We just played them a few weeks back. But what are some keys to the game for Michigan State? This this question's open to the floor, okay? What are some keys for Michigan State to go down into one of the most hostile environments? Right. I'll say top five, top ten in the country, the Orange Crush down there. They have nothing else to do but support <laughs> Illinois basketball. Exactly. So tomorrow, what's the key to the game for the Spartans to come out with a victory? Post play. I think they need to feed one guy down low. At least one of the bigs needs to have a, a solid performance. I'm not talking about... 18, 20 points, but at least one of them needs to be in double figures to help take some some of the scoring load off of Drew and the other perimeter guys who are out there running around. The Rook. Uh, I think intensity is going to be a big key. Uh, we didn't show up in the first half against Ohio State, and then we put in too, so much adrenaline and energy into the second half that we need to show up and not be let down with this game after Absolutely. the loss. Absolutely. Bri- Brigitte's key to the game tomorrow night, Illinois at 9. Uh, they got to um, steer clear of foul trouble. I think one of the main things that hurt them with Ohio State was they were in the bonus at 10 minutes left in the game. So, I mean, when every time you foul, you're going to send them to the line. You're just going to give them free shots without using the clock. But um, that will be key for them as long as, that, as long as they can maintain staying out of foul trouble. I did a little research. Sorry to, sorry to not give you an opportunity, <laughs> Rachel. I did a little research. One of the keys to the game tomorrow it is Tom Izzo's 52nd, I believe, birthday, January 30th. Yes, the coach is 4-0 and on his birthday, Juan. So I'm going to go with a win. His, I'm Good going signs. with a win. I'm saying because it's Izzo's birthday, um, here, here's the track record. In 1999, the Spartans beat Northwestern 65-48. to In 2000, the last time we played Illinois on Izzo's birthday, a 91-66 win over the Fighting Illini in 2001. And in 2002, we beat Michigan. 91-64 in 01 and in 02, 71 to 44. Um, and I'm sure this year those the point differential will be about the same because <laughs> I'm I'm so excited to to see Michigan get just stomped by Michigan State. There's such a disparity. Uh, that's just that's a whole another topic about you know is Michigan State basketball better than Michigan than Michigan Football. is better at than that's a whole nother day we can't even get there but yeah happy birthday Coach Izzo um here's what he had to say to preview the Fighting Illini game tomorrow down there in Champaign yeah we're we you know both on the road um but you know I'm I, I'm I'm really looking forward to seeing how we respond to that because uh, I want to see if we if we learn from. Uh, the things we we did or didn't do at Ohio State and grow from them, or if we're satisfied with you know being mediocre. I mean, we could go there and play our tail off and lose, and uh, and so I'm going to stick with the same thing. You know, if we're if we're competing, uh, number one, I like our chances. Number two, I like our chances throughout the year, and uh, and that's what I'm going to worry about most. And and then we'll find out what our mental and physical toughness is because. What do you think about the mental and physical toughness, Juan? Do you think this team is mature enough to be ready to go again um, just, what, 48, 72 hours after? They, they probably got off that plane Sunday morning sometime about 2, 3 a.m. Had just um, Sunday's practice was just film and walkthrough, Coach said. So no practice there. The coach said they were going to go hard today. They'll probably have a shoot-around, slight walkthrough in the morning. Is this enough turnaround time for, for guys t- to be prepared to go tomorrow night? It should be enough time. That all depends on what was said, you know, behind closed doors within the locker room, how coach had them motivated and how he dealt with, you know, that close loss. It depends on how players took it. Um, If I was him, first couple plays of the game, I personally would try to, you know, I would start Mojo, try to get a couple, you know, layups or you would, you would start Maurice Joseph over who would you put, would you move Edong Ebok to the bench in a game where we're going to need some post defense? In the beginning, yes. Just for the like, 
even the first three, four minutes, just something to get them going and re- so, so restart you're, you're, his So your starting five would be uh, uh, Travis Walton at the one, Knights at the two, Mojo at the three, Goran at the four. Uh-huh, and give me whoever, what other big one. Ray, Ma- or, or Ray, Ray, Ma- or... Ray at the four, Goran at the five, yeah. That would even worse. De- definitely so. can agree with that. We're going to need the interior defense because we know that Illinois is going to go inside to Warren Carter. He's averaging 13.5 a game. Sean Pruitt down low, averaging 7.6 boards a game. So they definitely have the big men. Warren Carter, if you don't forget, he's got the little afro. Very very talented player. He can pull it out from about, I'd say, 16 to 18 feet. Just yeah. inside three-point line, he's got a nice jumper. But then he can go down low and attack you. So like Brigitte said, got to steer clear of foul trouble because you don't want to give them free points when the clock is stopped, especially late in the game. That really hurt us against the Buckeyes. But fatigue, I don't really think will be a factor. You've got a veteran in Drew Neitzel, and Travis Walton is already a veteran, I'd say. with a, He played like the third most games a freshman has ever played in Michigan State history last year with playing like 36 games. So this kid is this kid's played his fair share of basketball. He knows what it takes to, to turn around. And don't forget a little intangible. we got Jimmy Boylan, an assistant coach. He's in the NBA. In the NBA, you your turnaround is so quick. You play back-to-back-to-back games. You play three, four nights in a row. You could say take a few days off. You're right back at it. So he's going to know mentally how to keep these kids fresh and prepared and have a game plan. So I think that's that's one of the intangibles you don't really think of when when you think of a coach and what Jim Boylan brings to the table. I still think I still think Jimmy's going to be one of the head coaches here as once Izzo hangs him up. But who knows when that'll be? But enough of Michigan State men's basketball. It's time to give the women. Not girls, some props, Rachel. <laughs> and, uh, and for that, our special women's basketball specialist, Rachel, she covers women's basketball for us here. A tough loss yesterday at the rack. That's where Rutgers plays out in New Jersey. Um, tough loss on the road. Um, we we're, went, dug ourselves a hole early, down 8-0. But we came back. We fought back. Um, not second half, Rutgers shot us out with free throws in the clock stop. and It's just just a tough loss. But it seems that... Give me if I'm wrong, Rachel. It seems like we every big game in, in recent memory this season and throughout last season, during the regular season, that we just can't win big games during the se- regular season. Well, I think the reason that is is because, you know, they lost two of their Big Ten players last year to, the, you know, graduation, and they only have two seniors in who, Victoria Lucas Perry and uh, Haynes. And, you know, you've got DeHaan on there. She's a true freshman, doesn't know, you know, can't do the pressure thing. Do you think, um, you think chemistry is the, they're just, sl- they're still building chemistry? I think they're building chemistry, but I think more of it is just they're young. I think it's a young team, and I think they lack the uh, experience in those big games. Absolutely. When you think of recent memory, we lost to LSU this season. Maryland almost hung 100 points on us. Um, we lost to Penn State just last Which week. Which should not We still had. cannot find the, the mojo. Yeah, funny joke. Down in, in, in Happy Valley. We, we just have a terrible time winning down there. And then the latest is Rutgers. Just a bad past seven days for Michigan State women's basketball. What needs to change? Do you like coach's move to pull Alyssa from the starting yeah, lineup? Yeah, I Alyssa think DeHaan? she's hungry. I think she's hungry. I think she's going to want to play. I think she's going to she's gonna want to prove that she that she is the girl. She is the woman. So I think putting her on the bench and, you know, letting her just sit there and sulk for a couple of minutes will really make her fired up and come out and, you know, start playing ball. 517-432-3893 is the number if you'd like to chat. We're talking uh, Michigan State men's and women's basketball. Uh, anything else that's on your mind in the world of sports, we're free to chat about it. Um, 517-432-3893 is the number. Give us a shout. But big game Thursday, Penn State at home. Do you think the fortunes are reversed, Rachel, and we can turn things around and get back on the winning track? You know, I sure hope so because Penn State is 4-5 and five in the conference, 11-11 overall. That's, you know, 500. It's not great. So, you know, with us being 6-2 and two in the conference, we I don't see us losing at home um, against Penn State. You know, we've got the best crowd in the Big Ten in terms of women. So we, we need we can come home and win it and turn this thing around, be a good week. What what was it the the culture of losing this last week? What contributed to that? Was it guard play, turnovers, was it just a lack of intensity? Rebounds. Very uh, especially good. last night. Was it, it a, what what was the differential there? Like twenty? Uh, near, to four, yeah, to like near, forty something. Yeah, yeah. A near. Uh, I think it might have been above twenty. The the differential between yeah. Rutgers rebounding and, yeah. and Michigan State. Something that in early in the season the the women did very well. They crashed the boards. We had Alyssa Hahn having double doubles. We had what's the matter, Juan? Nothing. Juan's not. Juan's Are we boring a, Juan's you? Juan's not no. a fan of women's basketball. It appears. Juan, Juan has nothing to say. He must not have been doing his homework this past weekend. You know that we were on national television yesterday. Yes. Five p.m. 
Yes. Yeah, yeah. Juan just Juan saying that so he sounds smart. But, <laughs> it would definitely, but, it would definitely be the boards and crashing the boards. I don't know if their calves are tired or what it is, but they've got to get back on the glass and get those boards down. Why, why does Juan have to crack jokes? But we're, we move over to Brigitte. <laughs> I was also going to say I, I don't have the stats in front of me, but I think they didn't get to the free throw line nearly as much as uh, Rutgers did either, and that can make or break you because, like I said, it's free points. Absolutely, free so. points when the clock is stopped. Huge. But Alyssa Dahan pulled from the starting lineup, but. She's starting to get some big time national recognition. Oh yeah, they I'm know who she you, is. The, the the broadcasters are all, are all over Alyssa Dahan and talking about how you know mentioned her in National Freshman of the Year. I can see that yeah. as far as the Big Ten goes, hands mm-hmm. down, it's going to her. Um, it's, it's, she's got to pick it up though. Her offensive production against big bigger post players has not been as impressive as she you know she plays well against the lesser opponents, but. So keys to the game improving this week. We got to hit the boards. Got to hit um, the boards. How about getting Alyssa Hahn involved early and, and getting her confidence back? Definitely giving her confidence back, giving her some points. You know, she could put up if she gets a double double. We're we're done. We won. I I really believe that if she has just a good game, a solid game, we we come out of there with a W. I think our guards need to calm it down a little bit. When you look at VLP, Victoria Lucas Perry, and Rini Haynes, uh, fast breaks, one on twos, one on threes. And we're we're trying to push the ball. We're trying to force the ball they down low. They gotta set it up. Uh, Vic, Victoria yeah. is just is trigger happy. <laughs> um, I just slow, just slow the ball down. Run some sets. I'm um, I'm still impressed. We won. We run one of the best zone defenses out there. Whether it's the two three or the one three one. I'm very impressed with that. But do you think Coach should dip into a little man-to-man here I think there? man-to-man would be well. I don't know how good you know everybody's feet are going to be running around, but I think man-to-man might work. Um, uh, Dehan, I don't, I don't know, I don't know. Just looking at her, I don't know how sh- how she'd be yeah, able to that, move. I think that's key in, in in his zone defense with the six nine, with yeah. her length in the middle there. And I don't think Alyssa Dehan can run I baseline run screens. If you I'm with a, you on that. The, see, the thing that gets me, Coach P talks about how, this athleticism of Dehan. You know, it's a it's above average for her size, but I'm still not seeing this like superb athleticism that they talk about. I think she struggles running the floor. If she didn't struggle running the floor, she'd have a f- multiple dunks. When, when you think? Yeah, it's her lateral movement. I think that's what really gets her. It's, it's it's the lateral movement. She's all right up and down, but when she's playing against those smaller, quicker girls, especially some of those guards getting into the paint, if they played zone like that at five one five two, they end up drawing a lot of fouls on her. So, and if you don't want her to really get in foul trouble, so I guess that's why they shy away from that. Yeah, definitely. That's Coach P's bread and butter, the zone defense. She's known nationally for it. Well, you know, whatever style of zone she's running, it's like Syracuse, just right. the staple of the program. But depth is another key issue. I, I believe there's only seven or, or eight players that played in that Rutgers game. So I'd like to see maybe go a little deeper in the bench. Uh, maybe, w- would you play a little, you, there's nothing you say. Would you go with Takia Fortner out of Flint? I don't even know what she's got. I, I can't even give you any stats. Just to spell some it. guards because we got some guards. At times, people are rushing. Yes, Takia's not getting a lot of time. Mandy Bukowski, she's a work in progress. Um, but don't forget, and we th- we look at the post. Listen, we're we're out without we're without Lauren H, and uh, we're hurting without our other post player, um, Laura Hall. Thank you, Laura Hall. So we got two post players on the bench. You don't. Rachel doesn't even didn't even know who they were. And you know I'm disappointed in you, Rachel. But if we can get back, the, when we get those, when we get Laura Hall back, H is out for the season. But when we get Laura Hall back, that's going to take some pressure off of Dehan because Laura Hall is just, just a hard worker. She's going to go in. She's going to give you about six points, six rebounds, just in there. That you know those nice little layups, and then Dehan takes some pressure off her. Yeah. She can go to work. Draw Hall draws some attention her way. But hopefully these women can pick it up and get back on track with the win. Thursday at, at home, home against Penn State and shake that bad loss ahead at Happy Valley last week. We're going to take a quick break. When we get back, we're going to end the hour with some horse racing. Yes, with some horse racing. Uh, you heard it. Um, if you want to chime in, the number is 517-432-3893. Stay with us. There's 7 minutes and 40 seconds to go. We'll be right back. You're listening to Exposure on 88.9 The Impact. Attention shoppers, if anyone is missing a rather plump set of love handles, please come to the customer service counter and claim them. The ample love handles were lost in the produce department where their former owner had purchased fruits and veggies to munch on during the big game. Thank you and have a good day. Small step number 81, snack on fruits and veggies. It's just one of the many small steps you can take to get healthy. Learn more at www.smallstep.gov. A public service announcement brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. 
For more variety than you'll hear on any other station, listen to the Impact Primetime, where you can find a different specialty show every night of the week. Saturday nights from 8 p.m. until 2 a.m., tune into the cultural vibe to hear the best in both local and national hip-hop, plus live mixing on the ones and twos. Only on Impact Primetime. You're listening to Exposure on 88.9, The Impact. Phone lines are open at 432-3893. And now, back to Exposure. Welcome back to Exposure. Just a quick uh, sports wrap rewind here. Drew Stanton was the MVP of the North-South Senior Game. Um, Big up to him, and people are saying he just keeps moving up the ranks in terms of quarterbacks in the draft. So hopefully Drew Stanton can do Michigan State well in that 2007 NFL draft. Men's basketball obviously fell to Ohio State, but Drew Neitzel with a memorable performance, 24 points on 8 of 13 shooting in the second half alone. He finished with 29. Performances like this and his performance this far this season should earn him first-team All-Big Ten, I'd say, and some recognition as Player of the Year in the Big Ten and some honorable mention All-America status. Um, Jay Billis says that now Michigan State is healthy. Tom Izzo's team can mature into a Final Four contender by March. That's some big words from someone who has a big voice in college basketball. So I paid attention to that. Hopefully, that'd be amazing to see the Spartans in the Final Four. But there's a long way to go, and that's deep into March. Uh, Illinois, tomorrow night, that's on the road in Champaign with a 9 p.m. tip. Down there with ESPN on the coverage. Aaron Andrews will be sidelined, but in a few years, Brigitte Royan, our own <laughs> Brigitte Royan, is aiming to take her job. So hopefully, you know, you know, we can just go ahead and take it all over. So that's that, those are our goals. Women's basketball... Two losses in the past seven days here to Penn State and to Rutgers. Tough past few days for them. Hopefully they can rebound. They've got Penn State again at home. That's the crazy Big Ten scheduling. It's affecting the women as well. But horse racing, this is something that is just getting on my nerves. Okay, these last four minutes here. Why do I go and, and read sports places? I'm, I'm, you know, I'm not going to give them too much credit. Right. But breaking news. Is This is breaking news. Barbara was put to sleep, and we got to use fancy words like euthanized. Okay, <laughs> a horse who you know the Preakness, whatever. Who cares? Um, are we? Pe- these people are making such a big deal about this. Like, we followed this for eight months. All these surgeries, trying to save Barbara's like this. That are you? Are you kidding me? Uh, are we caring in the world of sports? Are we caring too much about animals? Are you kidding? People, people die every day. One people die every Sig- day. Significant Danny people boy. die every day, and we're giving all this media coverage to a horse. Are you kidding me? I'm just—it's just despicable, despicable to me, Juan. And they're, the only reason they're keeping this horse alive is so they can breed them. Right. And that, what is breeding equal? The no, almighty dollar. No, Come on, that's Dan. a fact. And when it comes exactly here on my notes here in a, in, a, in activity, I'm not going to even call it a sport yet. If you if you've horse racing is a sport, five one seven four three two thirty eight ninety three. We've got a few minutes left. Give us a shout. An activity based solely, I'll say based solely on betting. There's going to be those who, who those jockeys and those horse owners who love horse racing. That's great. The minority of those ten people, but an activity primarily based on betting. Those old men who are going to the track to throw Basically, down a few yeah. dollars on horse number eight. Yeah, you know that's the whole reason the jockeys are anorexic. And, and that's I, the whole reason <laughs> the owners are there. It's so that one old guy can hit the track. You know, hopefully put his house on on horse seven with a you know five gap spread. And, and I think and it's unfortunate that. that sports have come to this. Obviously the co- college athletics has just been infiltrated and has become all about the almighty dollar, whether you like to say it or not. We try to blanket it with terms like a scholarship and opportunity and right. they need it as a stepping stone to get to the professional level. Mm-hmm. Yada, yada, yada. I've heard it all. But do you even consider horse racing a sport? No, not at all. It's not a sport to me. I agree with you. It's activity. It's more of a, of a weekend type of hobby. You know, hobby. Let's, let's just get away and, 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 Go to the horse race, go to Magic Mountain and Disney World all on the same tour. <laughs> because so. you remember, you know, real sport is when you hunt and kill and eat, eat, your, opponent. eat your opponent. That's right. We'll never forget that, caller. Real sports involve hunting, killing, and eating your opponent. Big deer hunter out there. Un- unbelievable. So my apologies to those people who, you know, are four animals. Barbaro, yeah, a horse, call. horse died. Um, there, He was put to sleep. Euthanized. Big fancy word. But all over the news. It's despicable, okay? We've got p- good people who die every day, even in the world of sports, who aren't getting front page recognition. But yet, when it comes down to it, it's all about it's all about the almighty dollar, and all about who's going to make millions on this horse. And we need to breed more horses from this seed of Barbaros because right. he's, he's a, a horse. So you know what? Can can we please hush it up about horses already? 
Uh, I just think, who cares? Because in about a month or so, uh, Barbara will just be helping Dewan in his major. <laughs> oh wow! Jokes, jokes, jokes! Wow, Barbara well, to the to the glue factory. Okay, <laughs> wow, you just crossed the line. The phones are going to be ringing off the hook when we get off the air. But uh, just just so you know, Michigan State men's basketball. I'm selling this one. This is a big game for us tomorrow night down in Champaign. Hopefully, the men can bounce back. Uh, we're going to bounce back next Monday, as always, 7 to 8 p.m. Kevin's reading away, so don't even think about calling now. You're too late. We gave away the Maurice Ager rookie card. That was the last one we had. So if you didn't get it, I'm sorry. We're going to come with more prizes in the weeks to come. Uh, Dewan will be here, hopefully. Um, he'll be out of here come May, though. Big big dreams here, Juan, taking the packaging internship in Boise, Idaho. Rachel brought some great Rice Krispie treats for me this week. We'll be back next Monday, 7 p.m. to 8 p.m. Jeff Shoup is arranging the jazz CDs as we speak. He is ready to lay it down over there on the jazz spectrum tonight. He's on, I believe, till midnight. So uh, hopefully you all can relax tonight and kick your feet up and have a nice time listening to the jazz spectrum. This is a Spartan sports wrap. More importantly, Impact 89 FM. We'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to the Spartan Sports Wrap on Impact Exposure. Tune in next Monday at 7 p.m. for more commentary on your favorite teams. Thanks for listening to this evening's Exposure, only on 88.9 The Impact.